Some years ago, I traveled to Dallas to speak at a convention held at a hotel. And while I was there, I went to the fitness room because I do like to do that. And with me, I took a small, a very small basket to hold my phone and my business cards. I was wearing my fitness clothes, so I had nowhere else to put those items. So I had them in a small basket. And while I was finished, when I was finished with fitness, which was several floors down from where the, the general rooms are, I happened to be in, a, in the elevator with a woman who was there to produce a games conference. And we struck up a very quick conversation where she asked me if I had a business card. And I happened to have it, gave it to her, and she also allowed me to go into the games conference just to see what it looked like. Very interesting kind of event that was there for the the young people who were gaming at that time. But I wondered if there was a way to stay in touch with this particular woman and possibly pursue business. But there was no connection outside of the chance meeting after we came from the fitness room. And you know what? That is okay because I practiced what I preached when I spoke at that particular event, which was to be ready to distribute your business cards wherever you travel. What's on your business card? Do you have one? Or is the one that you have in need of an update? Let's talk about business cards, from what it says to how this mini billboard promotes your business. Stay tuned. Welcome to Gift Basket Business where we discuss the ideas, triumphs, and challenges aspiring entrepreneurs and seasoned designers face in the gift basket world. I'm Shirley George Frazier, your host and author of How to Start a Home-Based Gift Basket Business, The Gift Basket Design Book, and I'm Chief Basketologist at giftbasketbusiness.com. Earlier this year, I read an article that said that business cards were no longer needed. Do you think that's true? I I personally don't think that's true. I think they are absolutely needed, but everyone has their opinion. When you meet someone for the first time and they express an interest in buying your gifts or your gift baskets for their friends and family or even for a business that they own, how is that person going to call you to order? They're not going to simply remember meeting you or recall your website name because they're thinking about other things. You have to give them something to get the sale or to get referrals or whatever that the person shares with you. And that's usually with a business card. Now, you can certainly take their information. Maybe they have a business card or maybe you write down information about them if they don't have a business card. But usually you want to give that person a business card so that they remember you when you do connect with them. I call the business card a mini billboard because it it's wonderful in the way that it produces a lot of sales for you over its lifetime. And it costs so little money. And you can have different versions of your business card to distribute in different settings. I like that too. So you might have a business card for people in the real estate industry, no matter if it's a realtor or someone who is in construction or maybe property management, anything like that. You could have a specific card for that group, that industry. 
You might be a part of health and beauty events. You might have a specific card for that because that's what you specialize in. Or maybe you are making gift baskets for corporations and you want to have a specific business card for corporate representatives. Now, I'm not suggesting that you order 10 or a dozen different types of business cards. But if you specialize in creating gifts and gift baskets for a specific industry or a certain profession, such as for a car dealer or, as I mentioned, property management firms, you might invest in buying business cards to hand out just for that specific industry and then have a generic business card that you give out to individuals or to other industries or professionals that buy from you. So you can consider that. I've had several different types of business cards. I've had up to three. One that I give generically to anyone who expresses interest. Another one that is for uh, specific uh, industries. And in this case, for me, it was the insurance industry. And then I had another business card that I gave out at trade shows because the trade industry would need my address to send me products. So I would have three business cards. But again, you don't have to have a lot of cards, but you do want to think about the kinds of professions that you may specialize in where a certain type of business card with with certain information on it would help to elevate you as the person that they purchase gifts and gift baskets from. So what do you include on your business card? What's the information that you put on your business card? And there's certainly certain specific information that you're always going to have on your card, but you might be in the gift basket business for the first time, or perhaps you've been in the business for several years and want to update the card that you have. Let me share with you some of the basics and some of the interesting details that I have seen on designer's cards. First, you are familiar with the just the basic business card that has that where you have information on just one side of the card but there are also business cards where you can fill in information on both sides so that you have a two-sided card and a lot of times you may want a card that is folded so that there's actually four sides to the card and you add information on that card that is for a specific industry. And that's a folded card is usually reserved for someone like insurance agents or attorneys or someone else, uh, some other types of professions where you need to give them some specific details to again, elevate you as the gift basket designer and the gift designer that they want to work with. The paper texture is also important. It may be important to you. There are cards that are made using aluminum so that they can't be destroyed or they, they're they hard to be destroyed, so they're indestructible in a way. There are cards that are made out of wood. Now, you might not buy the wood cards. That, you can imagine, is for, for people in the construction industry, but wood-based cards do exist and other types of cards that are just unique, the type of 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 card that you give out. It's not just paper, but it's also other types of materials. And on your card, of course, you're going to have your business name. You will probably have your slogan if you have one. You'll have your name and your title, or maybe just your name without a title. But it's nice to put a title so that the person who has your card knows that you are the owner. You are the, the person in charge of the business, and everyone wants to talk to that particular person. You may have your 
your address or maybe you have no address. In the case of some designers that I know in Los Angeles, they just put Los Angeles metro area, something like that. And they especially do that because they are home-based or maybe they're in a studio where they don't want anyone to visit that location. So there's no address according to what their needs are. And again, I had mentioned that I have I have a business card with an address on it, and but that's only for when I go to trade I- industry events where I go to maybe a, a gift show or a gourmet show, and I'm going to need product delivered to me. So I have a business card with the specific information for that. You're going to have your telephone number on the card, of course. You will have your website URL on the card as well because you want the person who has your card to visit your website. You also have your email address just in case they want to get in touch with you right away versus calling you. And you could have your social media information on the card. You could. I find that a lot of designers leave that information off the card. They don't let anyone know that they have a social media presence until it's time for them to let prospects and customers know that they're, they are on Facebook or Instagram or whatever social media uh, product or not product, but social media program that they want a person to visit. And they leave the social media information off because you, you think about it, you don't want your prospects going to a social media account versus going straight to your website because there's a lot of confusion when it comes to going to a social media program. There's a lot of, not just confusion, uh, but a lot of information that is competing with going to your site. All of a sudden, an advertisement is on the right, an advertisement is in the middle of your page, and a person will click and go somewhere else. You don't want that. So having uh, your website information on the card versus the social media information may be a better option for you. I talked about a two-sided card and a folded card. You might have that when you want to also include some referral information. That referral information might be that there is a, not a discount, but uh, some kind of gift from, uh, from you if they refer some business to you or anything like that, you might have a VIP rewards program that you want to tell a customer or a prospect about. So that could be on a two-sided card or a folded card. You might have a QR code. And forgive me, I don't remember what QR <laughs> means, what, the, uh, what that acronym represents, but there are those square QR codes. And They're used to unlock a gift online, such as some kind of special pricing for a first order or something like that. I have seen designers' cards with QR codes that have that kind of information. You know, scan this code. uh, That code will go to a certain page on their website through their mobile phone, and there will be some unlocking of some kind of discount. But it won't be called a discount because we do call what we offer something other than a discount, some kind of special pricing or something like that. How do you carry your business cards and where do you take them? Now, I admit to being a business card holder 
hoarder. <laughs> I do. I love all types of containers that are made for business card presentation. I have one holder that's made from leather and has my initials embossed in gold on the outside. I have another container, another holder that is stainless steel and it has hinges on the side so that the two parts, the front and the back of the holder, stay together when I open the holder to present one of my business cards. And I have other card card holders, of course, that's what hoarders have. We have multiples. And some of the others that I have have faux jewels attached on the outside. And each one of these holders get lots of compliments when I access it to take out my business card. And that's a, another part of keeping a person interested in what I have to share and the kinds of gift baskets and other gifts that I have to offer. Because if I have that great presentation, as I know you will, then that helps to, again, elevate the situation, the, the process of selling your gift baskets. Now, my gift basket, my business cards accompany me everywhere. And you can tell that they do because of the story I shared at the beginning about going to the fitness center at the hotel. And I happened to have my business cards with me just in case somebody in the fitness center and I started a conversation. And instead of that happening, the conversation happened to happen in the elevator. And there is an event called Book Expo America as just another example. And this Book Expo America, it occurs each year in New York City. And I attend the event because as an author, I have to stay aware of the what's happening in the book publishing industry. Plus, there are lots of books available just free of charge for you to take. And there are authors there that you might want to meet and have a book signed. And at Book Expo America one year, I met Sherry Shepard. If you're not familiar with her, she's an actress and she's a former host on The View. And she was signing her, I believe it was her first book called Permission Slips. Her publicist happened to be there with her because that's what a publicist does when a person is on a show like The View. And Sherry and I started a conversation while she was signing her book for me. And she said that her sister wanted to start a gift basket business. So I let her know that I had a book and I would be happy to send the book to Sherry for her sister. So I, I said to Sherry, I know you can't give me your, your address, but how can I get this book to you? And Sherry said, oh, my publicist, is, my publicist is right here. Let me, she'll give me, she'll give you her card and you can send it to the publicist and then the publicist will send it to me. So I, the publicist pulled out her card. I remember the publicist said absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> she was just there to monitor what was happening with Sherry. And I, I can absolutely understand that. The publicist gave me her business card. And what did that look like? Well, I mentioned to you what would go on your business card, but I didn't mention that if you could put a sample photograph of a gift basket you made or a sample of a gift basket that doesn't belong to anyone, it's just a generic gift basket that's available through one of the many images sites, that might be something that you put on your business card as well as a representation, as that image for your, for your business. Well, on the publicist's business card, there was nothing except black ink 
on white paper. That's all she needed as Sherry's publicist and other, other stars' publicists, I guess. It just had her name and her address in California, and that was it. And I've kept that business card for all of these years because it, it's just a symbol. You know, I, I didn't want to contact the publicist again, but I've just kept it as a reminder of where, what, the way some people create their business cards and how they don't need all of the animation that we need. They just need their name and address on a white background, regular business card. So business cards, again, are extremely important to just have with you all the time. You want to try your best to take your business cards everywhere you travel outside of your office. You're going to have them in the office, but what good are they there? You want to take them to the grocery store, the gym, the mall, restaurants, hair salon. I mean, everywhere. You invested in those cards. You bought the cards. Why leave them in the box? The money that you can make is not in the box. It's in the distribution of the card at a moment's notice. So treat your mini billboards like gold because that's what they can produce if you have them on hand. Let me give you five main tips about your business cards that come from what we just talked about. Just some some top tips to keep in mind as you either create your new card or update your card. Because if you're starting in the gift basket business, you're going to be making your card. And if you've been in the business for a while, sometimes you look at your card and say, hmm, I want to add some elements. I need to change up. I need to have not just a white background on my card, but some kind of color with an updated image of one of the gift baskets that I make. So these five tips will come in uh, in use and help be helpful as you create that new or updated card. The first thing is to consider ordering more than one type of business card if you specialize in serving a certain industry or profession. you If you've been in business for five or more years or even three years, you may recognize that there are there is a certain industry or a certain profession that has been purchasing from you pretty regularly. You might want to have a second type of card for that particular industry. The second tip is to not concern yourself about adding your street address on the business card if you work for, from home or in a studio that you don't want clients to walk into. Again, you might have new you might have the New York City metro area, you might have the Chicago district, you might have something like that on your card instead of your address. The third tip is to free up space on your card but by not adding social media information. You want prospects and clients to visit your website, not to go to social media and start meandering all over the place to someone else's page. The fourth tip is to check and double check all spellings. A misspelling may make a prospect wonder what mistakes you're going to make with their order. And if you make a mistake, just order new cards. They're not expensive, so it is worth ordering new cards. You don't want to put X's or a straight line through the word that's misspelled. That kind of looks messy. And I know you're not going to do that, but I have seen it in, in the past. And it's really not a good representation for your business. 
There was one person who I graduated with from high school many years ago who wanted to start a t-shirt business years after we graduated from high school. And I remember my husband bringing me the card so that I could just take a look at it. And instead of the card saying mind conscious clothing, the word conscious was misspelled. So the, the card said mind conscious clothing. I have always remembered that because it was just such a bad representation of the beginning of this business. And what were your t-shirts going to look like if he, if it, the card says mind conscious clothing, not a good presentation at all. So check and double check all spellings of your card before you order them. And again, if you order and you still have a mistake, order again. And the fifth tip is to invest in in at least one business card holder. No, I did not buy all of the business card holders available. <laughs> I bought them online. I've, I've bought them in stores and retail stores. There are still some business card holders out there. They just help to elevate the presentation no matter who you are giving the cards to. So invest in at least one great looking holder and be proud when you bring the card out of that holder. That is it for this edition of Gift Basket Business. Thank you so much for joining me for business card tips for better promotions and sales. Now, next week, we're going to discuss another important topic that's going to elevate your notoriety and your income. And be sure to rate this podcast through your favorite listening device, as well as visit giftbasketbusiness.com for many more topics that will help you to learn, grow, and profit with gift baskets. I'm Shirley George Frazier wishing you baskets of success. <laughs>